Welcome, Harvest Church family, and thank you for joining us this week for our sermon podcast. We pray that you will be blessed and encouraged with the message prepared. And don't forget, if you enjoy taking notes, you can download the fillable PDF file on our website at goharvest.org forward slash notes. Right now, let's listen in to this week's message. Hey, God bless you. And uh, thanks again for coming this morning. And I pray that God will just touch your life this morning in a special way as we get into the Word of God. I want to talk to you this morning about something that's very important to me, and that's prayer. Um, I've made prayer a priority in my life, and uh, I, I go out to walk and pray six days a week. I started that about 30 years ago, and so, uh, and I pray every day, seven days a week, but I go out to walk and pray in the morning six days a week. Um, when I started doing that many years ago, uh, I was just starting uh, the only other church that I've pastored in Michigan uh, that I've been senior pastor at, and at that time, you know, you got to town, and, and uh, everything was just at such a small scale. We were just, you know, doing our best just to keep on going, but God just taught me to go out. And one day, you know, I thought, you know, I just went out to walk and pray, and the Lord showed me that I was on my first prayer walk, and when I started to walk and pray in a consistent way and just keep God in a part of every day, I'll tell you what, God started to just do an end run around everything that we were doing, all of our efforts. You know, we went from one service to two services to three services, and the church grew, and properties that we had that were, uh, we were in debt on, uh, that we were just barely scraping by. The Lord showed me so many things on those prayer walks, and, and uh, uh, that church grew. When I came to the district, that church was, I think, the 173rd largest church in the district out of 255 churches. 173rd, no, 173rd largest. It gets better than that. We were the 173rd largest. But um, God started to just answer prayer. People came into the church, and when, when we came out to California, that church was a top eight church in the district. In other words, the top out of, it went from 173 to the top 10 of churches in, in, the, in, that, in the state. Well, it was all because God just multiplies things when you begin to pray, and, and, and it'll happen not only in a house of God, but also uh, in your own house and in your own, own life. So I, I've taught on prayer um, for years and years and years. I usually talk about the Lord's Prayer at least every year or every couple of years, but I, uh, I want to just talk about it again this morning, about what to say when you pray. Say it with me this morning, what to say when you pray. And finding, and, and the, the subtitle is uh, Finding Daily Power in the Lord's Prayer. Finding Daily Power in the Lord's Prayer. So I'm excited just to share just a few insights that I've received just recently as I've prayed this prayer. So I, know, I want you to know uh, that what I share with you today and what I share with you this morning is road tested, all right? It's not like I just came up with a sermon. This sermon is inside of me and has been for so long, and it's been road tested. Um, do you know in the last 30 years, I've, I tell our staff what God has done here at Harvest Church. I've been pastor here now for about 19 years, but in the last 30 years, 31 years, we have not lacked for any good thing because God has supplied all of our needs according to his riches and glory. So it's a matter of record that we've never gone through a hardship as a church or, or lacked for any good thing. Isn't that a good record to have, amen? So I, I always tell our staff, the future might be uncertain. I can't presume on the future. All I can tell you what I can guarantee about the future is God's going to be faithful. How many of you believe that God's going to be faithful? Man, you might be going like, man, the future seems to be a little bit unclear right now. And I'll say, yeah, future is unclear, but I'll tell you one thing about God that I know about God is he's going to be faithful and he'll never leave us or forsake us. But I want to say this, the past is a matter of record. Even though the future, I, can, I can't presume on the future, the past is a matter of record. In other words, it has happened, and we've watched how God has supplied our needs over and over and over again. And, and so much of this has been a part of just being, being in prayer. Uh, the more you pray, the more miracles will happen in your life. The more you pray, the more unexplained things will happen in your life. Like, I didn't know how that could ever happen, but wow, God came on the scene. It's just a matter of just keeping it before him in prayer. So I'm going to talk about it here this morning. By the way, there is a, um, a set of notes that you received already, and uh, 
this will give you a good uh, framework on the message today. And also, if you're watching online, uh, you can get the notes online as well. They'll give you uh, a location where you can find the notes as well. Amen. Lord, I just pray right now that you'll just be with me as I share on something that's really dear to my heart. And I pray, Lord God, that you'll make a connect with us in our own hearts. And you'll help us to be the men and women of God, the men and women of prayer that you've called us to be. And I just pray right now in the mighty name of Jesus. And all of God's people said, Amen. 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 So I want to share with you this morning, first of all, two truths about prayer that are modeled by Jesus. Two truths before we get into uh, everything else. First of all, be consistent in your prayers. Say it with me right now. Be consistent in your prayers. And, and, and so Jesus was consistent in his prayer life. Here's, here's three areas that was Jesus was consistent in, all right? Let me give you three areas. There, and just jot them in. But first of all, he was consistent in his prayer life. And we'll show that to you in just a second. He was also consistent to going to the synagogue. He went there every Sabbath day. He went to the synagogue. And then he was also consistent in the word because he would open up the scroll and read from the scroll or read from the Torah and he would share. So he had a habit of being consistent and they kind of go together. Here's what I want you to see this morning. Jesus had a prayer habit. Jesus had a church habit. And Jesus had a word habit. And I think if you have a prayer habit, a word habit, and a church habit, you're going to get along pretty well. And I want to just encourage everyone that's watching online, don't wait long, you know. I mean, okay, it looks like on June 15th now they're going to open things up. But we have plenty of social distancing, but don't stay away from the church. Don't get in the groove of just staying home. Come and gather because there's nothing like being in God's house with God's people. And I really do believe that. Hallelujah. That's the future. So... um, so Jesus had a prayer habit, a church habit, and a word habit. So the, the Bible says this in Luke chapter 22. Jesus went out and came, and as was his habit, Jesus came out and went, as was his custom or habit, to the Mount of Olives, and the disciples followed him. So he would take, he would go off to pray, but this was his custom. Say with me this morning, his custom. All right, now, some of you have different customs um, you have a custom of going to Starbucks every day. What would be said of you of what your custom is? Or you have a habit, you know what I'm saying? But listen, I want to just let your life say, you know what? I, one thing I know about them is he would, they would get out and pray. In other words, do I have a custom like Jesus did or a habit of going to pray? And then the very next verse says this, And when he came to the place, he said to them, Pray that you might not enter into temptation. Say with me right now, pray that you might not enter into temptation. How many you know that we are tempted from all sides? And we need to pray that we don't enter into temptation. Great way. So be consistent in your prayers. And uh, when, you, when you talk back to me from the, uh, you know, when I'm preaching, you, you're almost going to have to be a little bit louder because you're going through the mask, all right? So say with me right now, be consistent in your prayers. There you go, man, that's awesome. So here's what I want you to see this morning. If Jesus was consistent in his prayers... I want to be consistent in my prayers. Amen? Secondly, be persistent in your prayers. Be persistent in your prayers. Jesus said to his disciples, he wanted to show them the importance of prayer, and he said that they should always pray and not give up. Jesus stood before his disciples, and he was going to encourage them that you should always pray and not give up. So say it with me right now. I need to always pray and not give up. And then he shared this wonderful uh, parable or story about the persistent widow and the unjust judge, all right? And you'll find that in Luke chapter 18, verse 2. Luke chapter 18, verse 2, Jesus said, In a certain town there was a judge who neither feared God nor cared what people thought. And we're talking about persistence now, right? So there's this judge, he didn't care what anybody thought. And then there's this widow who came in that town who kept coming to him with a plea. She said, grant me justice against my adversary. And then for some time he refused, but finally he said to himself, even though I don't care or fear God or care about what people think, yet because this widow keeps on bothering me, I will see that she gets justice so that she won't eventually wear me out. And so I don't know if you've ever stood before a judge or seen how a judge works, but you don't really want to mess with a judge. And this was an unjust judge. 
And, and, but she just kept coming right back to the judge, and he, he just finally said, I'm going to give her what she wants, lest she just wear me out. And the Lord said, here's the point, listen to the unjust, what the unjust judge says. And he's saying this, And will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? In other words, here's what, here's what the, we're saying. The Lord Jesus was saying this, If the unjust judge gave the widow what she needed and wanted, how much more will a just judge of those who are chosen give his own what they need, right? And so he says, I tell you, they're going to get justice and quickly. However, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? In other words, Jesus is saying this, you need to have faith that what God did for that, what, what happened with the, uh, ju- what that unjust judge did for that wo- woman, that your heavenly Father is going to do that much more, to have faith. Man, I'll tell you what, God's going to do more for me in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, I'm going to make a transition now because we just talked about kind of a preface to prayer. Be consistent in your prayer and be persistent in your prayer. But I want to just talk now about prayer uh, and in particular, the Lord's Prayer, all right? There's a lot of prayers in the Bible, but in particular, the Lord's Prayer, all right? So if I were to write a book on the Lord's Prayer, the book would have five chapters because there are five key areas of the Lord's Prayer, five key um, parts to the Lord's Prayer. So I want you to hold up your hands like this, like a five, all right? There's five key parts to the Lord's Prayer. And remember this, uh, prayer is a powerful thing. It's conversation with God. It's making our requests known to God. And in your notes, when you begin to pray the Lord's Prayer, you'll find daily power in the Lord's Prayer. You'll find daily power in the Lord's Prayer. Now, I have a watch that I wear here. And uh, this is a one of those uh, uh, Apple watches that came out years ago. But honestly... It has to be charged every day or it comes up with an error warning the next day about halfway through. It just can't make it through two days. It can only make it through one day at a time. So I have to set it on the charger at night. Then I know it's going to give me full service for 24 hours. But let me just say this. If our electric watches need to be charged every single day, how many believe that our soul needs to be charged every single day? I mean, we honestly sometimes just go like, well, I'm going to come to church on Sunday, and that'll do it for me for a whole week. No, that'll get you through Sunday afternoon and Sunday night. But you're going to have to find a way to plug in with God every single day this week. And I'm telling you the truth right now. Amen? As much as you need to plug your watch in or any other, your iPhone or your Android, whatever it might be, it's a daily thing. So um, it's got five parts. So when you pray the Lord's Prayer, you'll find what? Daily power in the Lord's Prayer. And and, uh, James put it this way, James 5.16, the earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. Great power and produces wonderful results. Say it with me this morning, great power and produces wonderful results. Just pray it, put it out there and watch what God does. Now, Prayer changes things, and prayer changes everything. And so the Lord's Prayer, as it's called, it's one of the most famous and well-known prayers in the world. It's, it's also the most prayed prayer in the world. There's no prayer that gets prayed more than the Lord's Prayer. And this is the prayer that I started to pray, as I was saying, on my prayer walks 30 years ago when I began walking and praying 30 years ago. So I've prayed this prayer thousands of times, and guess what? It never grows old. Honestly, I'm telling you, I've prayed this prayer not hundreds of times, thousands of times. You just have to do the math on what a year is, and I pray this prayer every day. Six days a week I pray this prayer anyway. And, And so that would add up to thousands and thousands of times, and yet I want to tell you that I'm looking forward to tomorrow morning getting alone with God and praying through this prayer again. It never grows old. And so... This prayer, the Lord's Prayer, is found in Matthew chapter 6, verse 9, and also Luke 11, 1 through 4. So two places in the gospel it's found, and, and just two places, in Matthew chapter 6 and then Luke chapter 11. So Matthew chapter 6, everyone, when we're talking about Matthew 5, 6, and 7, we're talking about the Lord's Prayer, right? Uh, pardon, not the Lord's Prayer. We're talking about the Sermon on the Mount. 
the Sermon on the Mount. But in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus teaches on this prayer, how to pray the Lord's Prayer. And then he teaches on, it, 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 again, it's, it, Luke uh, shares what he shared uh, in a different way, all right? So here's what I want to do. Everyone still with me? Are you tracking with me this morning, all right? Say with me, there's five parts to this prayer. Okay, now, the Lord's Prayer is found in how many places in the, in the New Testament? How many places? Two. It's found in two places. It's found in Matthew. That's the one that we use the most. Then it's also found in Luke, Luke chapter 11. Now, I'm going to just start, because I've never done this when I've taught in prayer, but I'm just going to go through the Luke portion with you first of all, right? So here's the Lord's Prayer in Luke chapter 11, verse 1 through 4, all right? One day Jesus was praying in a certain place. Remember, he had a certain place to pray. Man, I have a certain place to pray. I have carved out a certain place to pray in my neighborhood, and I can be found praying there on a, on a regular basis, but have a place to pray. And when he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray as John also taught his disciples to pray. And, and, and so Jesus said this to them, to the disciples, when you pray, say. Say it with me this morning. When you pray, say. So is that what Jesus just said? Here's what you do. When you pray, say. And then he says, say this. Then he said, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. So you see it's not, it doesn't say our Father in heaven. Give us each day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who sins against us, and lead us not into temptation. I should just demonstrate that for a second, the five thing here, okay? Father in heaven, it says, Father, hallowed be your name. That's the first part. Your kingdom come. Second part, give us this day our daily bread. Third part, forgive us our sins. The fourth part, for we forgive everyone who sins against us. And lead us not to temptation. That's the fifth part. That's right there in Luke. So you got the five right there. Notice again, I want you to see that the, this prayer is divided into the five parts, and we're going to unpack them now in the next few moments. So let's look at the Lord's Prayer and learn from Jesus how to pray this prayer, but also how to find daily power in our lives. Are you with me right now? So let's look at the Lord's Prayer now, and I want you to just, you can just go to Matthew chapter 6, verse 9 through 13. And so this is the prayer that we're used to praying in all kinds of, uh, you know, sometimes we'll go to church, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And we sang it this morning. And sometimes it becomes rote. When God doesn't want it to be rote, he wants it to be real. Are you hearing what I'm saying? God doesn't want this prayer to be rote. He wants it to be real in our lives. So Jesus said, this then is how you should pray. If Jesus was teaching us to pray today, how many know we'd be listening? But he is teaching us to pray through his word right now. So Jesus said, this then is how you should pray. Or, as we said in Luke, Luke, 20, uh, Luke 11, 2, he says, when you pray, say. They're saying the same thing. He's saying, this then is how you should pray. In other words, he was saying, when you pray, say. So we're talking this morning about what to say when you pray. This is good. Hallelujah. Okay, everybody, you ready to receive? All right. So, first, and now here's the revelation that God has given me now just recently because I've been thinking about this prayer, walking in this prayer, sharing this prayer, teaching on this prayer. But just in the last month, God has kind of narrowed this, kind of redefined this prayer that made it really resonate with my heart. And I pray that it will resonate with you today. I pray that you'll see something new this morning about this prayer that you haven't seen before. I'm going to give you five key parts to this prayer. First of all, the Lord's Prayer is a prayer of worship. It's a prayer of worship. And it starts out this way. Our Father in heaven, hallowed or blessed be your name. Our Father, and say it with me this morning, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Some little kid came home from church the other day. She says, I know God's name. And his parents said, oh, what's God's name? He says, his name's Harold. And, and how, how do you say it's Harold? He says, well, we just, we, I heard it this morning. Our Father in heaven, Harold be your name. And, uh, but it's not his, hallowed be your name. All right, it's not Harold, it's hallowed. Our Father in heaven, hallowed or blessed. Hallowed means to be revered, lifted up or blessed. Blessed be your name. Now, when you're talking about blessing the name of the Lord, you're talking about worship, all right? 
So when you get to this part of the prayer, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name, this is a place where you say, thank you, Lord God, I worship you today, hallelujah. God, you are God, there is none beside you. The God that created the universe is having a conversation with me. It's kind of like in the year King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord and he was high and lifted up and his train filled the temple. Praise God. There are all these people worshiping around him and I, I, I felt when I was in his presence, he said, I saw these little cherubim and seraphim fly down and I said, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Praise God. I mean, there's a presence of the Lord. In the hallowing of his name, you're saying, God, I worship you today. And I remember David the psalmist, he said this in, in Psalm 34, 1, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Hallelujah. Say with me right now. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Now, I'm going to say, some of you going through, there are good times and there are tough times, but the Bible is talking about all times. In all times, I'm going to praise the Lord. His praise will continually be in my mouth. And I want to just say here this morning, you might be going through tough times. You might be going through sideways times. You might be going through the worst times, but it says that all times I'm going to praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm having a crummy day, Lord, but praise God, hallelujah, you're going to turn these crumbs into something. You know what I'm saying? And I walk, if you live in California, at least you know the week ahead is going to be a nice, sunshiny week. we got 150 days usually in a row of sunshine. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. This is a day that the Lord has made. I will be glad in it. Think of all the money I'm saving on energy right now that they're paying out in the Midwest. Where it's 20 below zero, I don't have to pay those bills today. Thank you, Lord God. My car is not going to get stuck today in the snow unless I drive to Tahoe. <laughs> but I'm just saying this, bless the Lord. He says, I'm going to bless the Lord at all times. Not just sometimes, but all times. Thank you, Lord God. Man, you might even be blessing the Lord when you're weak. You know what I'm saying? Like, man, I just feel weak. But thank you, Lord God. Your word says, when I am weak, then you will be made strong in my life. So why not bless the Lord for that? Man, I feel I haven't got the strength to go on right now. God, I'm out of strength, but I thank you, Lord, that I know you. In my weakness, you're going to be made strong. Amen. Hallelujah. Then he, uh, he says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Now, uh, there's a new, uh, another psalm. That's, I just read Psalm 103, verse 1. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Thank you, Lord God. Now, why would we bless the Lord? Here's, don't, don't get mixed up in where I'm at right now. I'm, I'm, I'm right here. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. And this is a prayer of worship. So you just, right there, you just kick right into worship. Thank you, Lord God, I just worship you right now. Why do we bless the Lord? Because of all of his benefits. In Psalm 103, it says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits. How many of you know that there are many benefits to serving the Lord? Amen? Who forgives all your iniquity, who heals all of your diseases. How many of you are glad that you are forgiven today? As far as the east is from the west and the north is from the south, you are forgiven. Who heals all of your diseases. How many are glad that you have been healed and you are being healed? And you will be healed. Hallelujah. Say with me, I'm healed. He heals all of my diseases. Who redeems your life from the pit. Look at the next verse. He redeems your life from the pit. Praise God. How many are glad that God has reached down and delivered you from the pit? Man, I'll tell you what, if you're in the pits, <laughs> I always say God moves us from glory to glory, but when you're in between glories, you're in the pits. You know what I'm saying? But he's going to lift you out of the miry clay in the pits. And, and he redeems your life from the pit who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy. Thank you, Lord God, for your love and your mercy in my life. And then he says this, who satisfies you with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Say it with me, good things. And then he renews your, your youth like the, like the eagles. Man, we're going to mount up. Those that wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. They will mount up with wings as eagles. They will run and not be weary. They will walk and not faint. Hallelujah. But I'm talking about that's just in one psalm. How many of you know that will give you something to shout about? Thank you, Lord God. And just to bless the Lord. In other words, um, just to think of what God's done. When I think about his glory and what he's done for me, when I think about his glory, I want to dance, 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 dance all night. You know, that's just out on the prayer walk. 
So what I'm saying is, hallowed be your name. So our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. This is a prayer of worship. This is what the Holy Spirit has just showed me in the last few weeks, and it's really resonated with my, my heart. It's a prayer of worship. Secondly, the Lord's Prayer is a prayer of obedience. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now, notice it doesn't say my will be done. It says your will be done. It's a prayer of obedience, all right? So the best way here I want you to see here this morning, so when you pray this, Lord, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, you just start saying, thank you, Lord God. Today I want to live my life in obedience. Thank you, Lord God. Now, the best way to live life is by living it God's way rather than our way. How many of you ever tried living it just your way and it doesn't work out too well? But when you do it God's way, I'm telling you what, things change. Because God's, why? Because God's way is better, and God's will is better, God's purpose is better, and God's plan is better. That's all. It's just better with God. Things go better with God. Not with Coke, they go better with God. So, um, you know, I've written in others, other times when I've spoke about this, and it's not in your notes today, but when we say, your kingdom come, your will be done, we're saying, Lord, your will and your way, your purpose and your plan, your rule and your reign. God, I just want what you got for me, not my way, but Lord, your, your will be done. Now, remember this. Everyone still with me this morning? Pretty good right here. You know, the only reason this is good preaching is because I got good, good material <laughs> written by the Holy Spirit. So, I mean, I'm just reporting good news right now. Pretty easy to do. But it'll, 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 it'll feed your spirit. Remember what Jesus said when he was on the cross? When Jesus was on the cross, he cried out, Father, if you are willing, take this cup of suffering from me. He's getting ready to go to the cross. He's praying there at Gethsemane. But this is when he's on the cross. If you're willing, take this from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours being done. And sometimes God will put a cross on you. You know, we're supposed to each carry our cross. God will put something on you that say, man, I don't even know if I can carry this or if I want to carry this, but nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. Changes everything, right? Thank you, Lord God. So because Jesus, Jesus was obedient, even to death on the cross, God exalted him. And, and I've shared this over the Easter time. Uh, as when, and we, we talked another message about the blessings of obedience, all right? Because Jesus humbled himself, became obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross, therefore God has highly exalted him and given him the name that is above every other name, that at the name of Jesus every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ was Lord. Because Jesus was obedient, he said, not my will, but yours be done. I'll tell you what, God highly exalted him. And I want to just say this, just as God exalted Jesus because of his obedience, God will bless you because of your obedience. Can I get a witness right now? If the fork in the road is to be obedient or to be disobedient, always take the road that says obedience. I want to walk on the road to obedience. Can I get a witness here this morning? So the Lord's Prayer number two is a prayer of obedience. It's a prayer of obedience. Your kingdom come, your will be done. And so here's how I prayed. God, your kingdom come, your will be done. Lord, today help me to walk in obedience. I want to walk in that lane of life called obedience. Amen. You got a pastor pray. I don't like following rules and the church is just full of rules. We don't like rules. We don't do rules. You know, the law is gone. It's a new thing, man. Well, listen, hey, you live in California and California has some rules. Why are you wearing those masks today? It's kind of a rule that was put out there. Why do you drive on the right side of the road? Why do you stop at red lights? Because if you don't follow some rules, you're going to hurt yourself and maybe hurt a bunch of other people around you. And when we obey, not only does our life get blessed, but our household gets blessed and our future gets blessed. Amen? So anyway, uh, is a prayer of obedience. Third thing this morning is this. Oh, and then, oh, I, I forgot this right here. I like what the Lord says to Joshua about obedience. Joshua's getting ready to take over the reins from Moses, right? And the Lord speaks to him, and he says, Keep this book of the law always on your lips. I think it'll come, it'll come there. And meditate on it day and night. So shall you, And be careful to do everything written in it. That's obedience right there. Do everything in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. 
How many of you would like to be prosperous and successful, amen? And he says this, then do what's in the word of God. Woo! We're only two points into the message right there and it was already worth the trip for me. Can I get a witness, amen? We got just three more to go. Uh, Here we go. Third part of the prayer is this. Give us today our daily bread. Say with me this morning. Give us this, uh, give us this day our daily bread. Now, everybody, we spiritualize this many times, but here's what it really means, all right? Give us this day our food. Check it out. Give us this day our food. How many of you know we need food to live? But you can go past that and say, you know, I need food for the body, food for the soul, our daily bread. But here it's talking about give us this day our food. So our, our daily bread. And so... When we pray this, this is a prayer of provision, a prayer of provision. Say it with me this morning, provision, provision. Now, when we're talking about God's, I want you to see something. God's pattern throughout Scripture from Genesis to Revelation is to provide for his people. How many of you know you're here today because God has provided for you, amen? So God's pattern throughout Scripture from Genesis to Revelation is to provide for his people. Every morning when I go out to walk and pray, I thank God for his divine provision in my life. And here's how I pray. God, thank you for providing for Harvest Church. God, thank you for providing for my own household. Thank you, Lord God, for food on the table, for a home to live in, for clothing to keep me warm, for bills that are paid, for health and healing, for family and friends. I give you praise for all of these blessings. And then when I look back on my life, I can see that the Lord has been faithful to me every single day and every single year that I've lived. Hallelujah. And folks, I have lived now a few years. I'm still a young man. But, um, and I really am, you know. I talked about that last Sunday. And so anyway, just a, I'm like a 35, 40-year-old guy trapped in a 65-year-old body. Can't do anything about it. It is what it is. But I can tell you this, I have never been begging for bread or anything. All of my life, God has seen me through, through the tough times, through the, through the times where we wondered what in the world was going to happen. God always brought us through. Hallelujah. So here's what I'm saying is God is a provider, and his provision shall be seen in your life. He's Jehovah Jireh, my provider, and his provision shall be seen in the name of Jesus. And I've seen it over and over and over again. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I, I, sometimes I listen to David Ramsey on the, uh, on the radio. Uh, he's the guy that talks about finances, and they ask him, you know, how you doing, Dave? And he always says the same answer, better than I deserve. How many of you would say this morning, <laughs> you know, God has blessed me, man, even better than I deserve. Hallelujah. When I think of, when, you know, how, I, how God has blessed us. Hallelujah. So give us this day our daily bread. It's simply a request, God, Lord, I thank you for your divine provision, Lord, and I, and I ask you again to supply the daily bread that I need, everything that I need, Lord God. I just ask you for it right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And he will give you food for the day. And sometimes he will bless you in ways like, wow, you know, that was really amazing, you know. They have, when we speak about food. How many believe that food was a great creation from God? Amen. It was really a good one. <laughs> I'm telling you. A couple of months ago, they opened up a new cookie shop, and I'm not even a cookie guy, but it's called Crumble, right? And so I went over to Crumble the other day and to buy a cookie. And so they said the cookie, they make the chocolate chip one they have all the time, and then the other six cookies they change you know, every other day or whatever it is. But this is like one of the most perfectly made cookies in the world. And, you know, it has sugar, flour, eggs, um, chocolate chips in abundance, water, and, and I suppose some so whatever. But they put it together, and so it actually does crumble. Uh, and then they show you the calories on the cookie, which is 325 calories in real tiny print with an asterisk. So I, I, I bought the first cookie and ate it, and, 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 and then I read the asterisk, and it says each cookie is two portions. So that means that, means that it's a 650-calorie cookie. So yesterday, Kendrick, I'll get with you later. Kendrick say, he used to be my trainer, but he gave up. And, um, but I, I got a, my 10, 12 pounds that I need to be losing right now, Kendrick. I'll get with you on that. But yesterday... 
I went over there because I thought, well, Barbara went to a shower, a wedding shower yesterday, and, 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 and for Micaiah. They had a little small shower for Micaiah, her baby. And, and so uh, it was 10 in the morning, so I thought, well, I'm going to go get a cup of coffee. So I went over to the first addiction, which is Starbucks, and then, the sec- and then the second one, the crumble one, you can order on an app. You just order it on the app, and it's ready for you when you get there, the little cookie. Now, I d- thank, hey, everybody, just so you know, I didn't buy six of them. I only bought one. <laughs> only one, not six, one. Yeah, only one. I, I, I can show you the receipt. So, but I get, the, I get there and then I, I'm eating this and then I'm watching the comings and goings of everyone there. I was sitting, you know, sideways from the store and I was, I, I, my coffee was just still kind of cold. I couldn't sit outside. It was just too cold. So I sat in, the, in, my, in my car. Anyway, as I watched the comings and goings of people, I noticed that, I, I mean, I just got to be real. Uh, most of the people that were going in there were overweight. And they were hefty. And as in hefty, as in plus size or, as, or the big size, they'd go to the big store. But not only were they hefty, I'm serious, I, it was about 100% hefty when I was there. I and mean, I was only there for 20 minutes, but it was all hefty. But I'm telling you what, they looked like the happiest people in the world. <laughs> the happiest people in the world. They were coming out of there with their cookies and they were just as happy as can be. And for the life of me, I can't figure out how I'm going to use this illustration to tie in. Give us... (laughs) You might only get it this service. That's it. Give us this day our daily bread. All right. In other words, God will not only give you what you need, the salad, he'll give you what you want, the cookie. Can I get a witness? Amen. There we got it. So when I pray this prayer of provision, in other words, give us this day our daily bread, I, thank, I say, Lord, thank you, Lord, for your provision in my life. Lord, you've always provided, and I thank you. I ask you again, Lord, to provide again. And God will see you through even to the dreams that you have of paying your bills off in full, not having credit card debt, not having debts in your life, those kinds of things that you're hoping and wishing for. Just say, God, I thank you that you'll be, you're my provider and you'll also help me to be a good steward. All of those things in just one little prayer, okay? And then the fourth part of this prayer is this. This is a prayer of forgiveness. And, and it says this, and forgive us our debts as we also forgive our debtors, those who've sinned against us. So forgive us, forgive me. How many of you would say every now and then you need forgiveness? Oh, that's really weak, but give me a... How many of you with a lifted hand would say, I need forgiveness every now and then. I need forgiveness from the Lord. I need forgiveness for the Lord for my thought life. I need forgiveness for the Lord from some of the actions or the thoughts that I've had that haven't been right. And you say, God, forgive me. Then he forgives you and he cleanses you from all unrighteousness. But then we also need to be forgiven as well by others. So forgive us our debts as we also forgive others. We forgive others. And so we need to forgive others and we also pray to be forgiven by others. So why is this so important? This is the only part of this prayer that God puts a repeat on on the end, all right? At the end of this prayer, he says this, for if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. How many of you want to be forgiven, amen? So he says, but if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins as well. So here's the key point that I wrote down in your notes. If you want to be forgiven, you must be a forgiver. If you want to be forgiven, you must be a forgiver. So walk into forgi- walk in forgiveness. And I'll tell you what, when you hold on to a grudge, when you hold on to bitterness and all that resentment, just kind of, it, it, it actually wears you out from the inside. It becomes just kind of toxic to your own soul. And you're the only one that you turn into this bitter mess of a prisoner. And, and I like this quote by Lewis Smedes, who's a theologian and Christian author. To forgive is to set a prisoner free and then to discover that the pr- prisoner was you and the prisoner was me. And man, isn't that the truth? Amen? While I was preaching today, the button came off my... Oh, that's another thing. <laughs> it really is getting bad. <laughs> It was during the cookie illustration, too. (laughs) (laughs) Folks, I promise I'm going to do it for you. I'm going to do it for you. I'm going to get better for you. All right. No more. 
and I'm going to start next month on the 1st. <laughs> That's always my day to start the new diet. And then I get to the 3rd. Okay. <laughs> the Lord's Prayer is a prayer of forgiveness. So, uh, and I love that quote that I just shared. And then the fifth thing here this morning is this. The Lord's Prayer is a prayer of deliverance. It's a prayer of deliverance. Oh, my goodness. Um, a, 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 a prayer of deliverance. Now, it says, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Deliver us from the evil one. Say with me this morning, deliver us from the evil one. And, and I like how the NIV, the new King James or the King James, it says deliver us from evil, but I, I like how it's better translated, I believe. Deliver us from the evil one, because behind every evil is an evil one, and that's the devil. So deliver us from what? It's from the evil one, from the devil, from the tempter, and every temptation that he may put in your way. And let me tell you what, our world right now is fraught with temptation. Our media is fraught with temptation. And right now, everyone, I want you to know that the standards are going down when God wants the standards in our lives to go up. So be very careful, as our teacher used to say, be careful little eyes what you see and little ears what you hear. I'm just talking about be careful what you ingest from the world because the world is trying to conform you, but God is trying to transform you. All right? Just remember that. So what we bring in from the world conforms us to the world, but what we bring in from the Spirit transforms our life. God doesn't want us to be living conformed life. He wants us to be living transformed lives in the name of Jesus. This will be the tape that we do, not the tape, but the, this is the one we need to put out today because I don't know that I can do this message any better than I just did it right now because, it is, because I'm talking about unction of the Holy Spirit. I don't know how it's going to come out, except for the cookie. But, but other than that, um, this is where I want you to see. It's a prayer of deliverance. And I, 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 I you know, I... Uh, uh, at the beginning of February when I preached on prayer, I hadn't had this quite all worked out. I was called it living the Lord's Prayer. But I, in this part, I said, you know, um, it, it's a prayer of freedom. But because whom the Son sets free is free indeed and all of that. But listen, you cannot be free until you've been delivered. And here's the words right here. It says this, lead us not to temptation, Lord, but deliver me from the evil one. And I'll tell you what, I want to just tell you that if you give God a chance at this prayer when you're out there, if you're having a struggle with addictions or a struggle with something's got a grip on you, you begin to pray, God, today, you know what? Lead me not into temptation, but deliver me from the evil one, and he will. It'll just, because he answers prayer. But you've got to pray and you've got to ask him. And the word of God says this in 1 Corinthians 10, 13, no temptation has overtaken you except as common to man, but God is faithful who with every temptation will make a way of escape that you might be able to bear it and bear up underneath it, hallelujah, so that you'll be able to have that way of escape. There's a lot of people right now getting into trouble on their computers. There's a lot of people meddling around with pornography. I want to tell you what, even God saw that coming years ago when he put an escape key on your computer. He'll make a way of escape. You don't press the enter button, you press the escape button. Can I get a witness right now? I mean, God saw this coming way off. What I'm saying is he'll help you to escape the clutches of the enemy. So remember this, the devil comes to steal, to kill, and destroy, but Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly, life to the full. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. So, the Lord's Prayer is a prayer of deliverance. In other words, and, and, and so these are things that I've thought about, that I've prayed about, that have resonated in my own spirit. So, the Lord's Prayer is this. When we pray it, five parts. It's a prayer of worship. It's a prayer of obedience. It's a prayer of provision it's a prayer of forgiveness and it's a prayer of deliverance all in one prayer that you can pray when you go out and pray and man i'll tell you what i i've even called it the 360 degree prayer because it covers all of our lives very comprehensive prayer it covers all of those areas of our lives that we need to pray about and that's why jesus taught it and that's why it's such a brilliant brilliant prayer so uh i want to ask you to stand right now and uh and I want to just end the service by praying this prayer together, all right? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. Praise God. Let's pray this prayer together. I want to just ask you to pray right now. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Just say with me, our Father in heaven, 
Hallowed be your name. Thank you, Lord God. Now, now, and then in, in that part of the prayer, it, you can just kind of shift there because it's, it's about worship. Lord, I worship you today. Thank you, Lord God. I worship you, Almighty God. There is none like you. Thank you, Lord God, and I worship you today. And I bless your holy name. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Hallelujah. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he, while he is near. But worship the Lord. And so I, I just begin with worshiping. By the way, the first two parts of this prayer are about God. The next three parts are about you. So we always start by coming in the door and worshiping God. It's God's at the top. He's at the top of the prayer. Your kingdom come and your will be done. Say it with me this morning. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Thank you, Lord God. So when you get to that part of it, say, Lord, and that, this, this part of the prayer is about obedience. Lord, not my will, but yours be done. Thank you, Lord God. Lord, I want, today I want to walk in obedience to you and your will. Lord, let me walk in obedience. And Lord, I thank you right now for the blessings of obedience. I give, I give you praise for that. Then say it with me right now. Give us this day our daily bread. And then... Right here, you can just say, Lord, I, today I want to just thank you for your provision in my life. And I, 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 just say it again. Give us this day our daily bread. And then just say, say this with me. Lord Jesus, I thank you for your provision in my life. Now, when you know the word, you can say, you know, thank you, Lord God. If you're watching over the lilies of the field and if you're watching over the sparrows and if you've counted the hairs on our head, God, I know that you're watching over my life. Thank you, Lord God. I just give you praise for that. And if you've hit a wall right now financially or whatever it might be and, you, and you're living in lack right now, thank you, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, that you will break lack in my life. Thank you, Lord God. If you have a generational thing over you, I'm talking about where all you've been taught is to be bad with money or bad with your resources. You can say, God, you've, been, you've blessed my life, but help me to be a better steward. God, give us this day our daily bread and then watch God begin to multiply things in your life. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord God. Give us this day our daily bread. Not sure how we're going to make it through this week. Not sure how we're going to make it through this month. But thank you, Lord God. You are Jehovah Jireh, our provider, and your provision shall be seen. Thank you, Lord God. Give us this day our daily bread. Hallelujah. And forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who've trespassed against us. Now, this is repeated again at the end of the prayer by the Lord, so it's very important that we walk in forgiveness. Say it with me this morning. Forgive us our trespasses. And, and just say it this way. Lord, forgive me my own sins. Cleanse me, Lord God. And let me forgive others as well. And then you can just, just know that this prayer is a prayer of forgiveness. And Lord, let me walk in forgiveness, Lord God. Let me walk in forgiveness. Hallelujah. Let me walk in forgiveness. Hallelujah. And then it goes on to say, and lead us not into temptation. Say with me this morning, lead me not into temptation, but deliver me from the evil one. And we're talking about the evil one right now, the devil, the liar, you know, all of that, just his demons, anything that's been assigned against me today or my family. God, right now, I come against it in the name of the Lord. Deliver me from the evil one. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. You can look at the devil as someone who put a burden on you, who will put a ball and chain on you, and when you pray this prayer, that ball and chain gets snapped off, that, that weight gets lifted off of you, and you say, you know it's been delivered. In the Bible, it's talked about being delivered from the snare of the fowler. I'm talking about the devil wants to snare you, not to snare you to keep you. He wants to snare you to destroy you or to trap you. But man, when you've been delivered, you know you've been delivered and set free in the name of Jesus. From alcohol, from drugs, from cigarettes, from any addiction kind of a thing. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. From thought problems, from all those kinds of things, he will deliver you in the name of Jesus. And then whom the Son has set free is free indeed. So deliverance from the evil one. And that's the five parts of the prayer right there. And then in the King James Version, New King James Version, they also have the add-on that isn't found in other versions, but it's just really ending with praise. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. So I want you to say it. For yours is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Give the Lord great praise this morning. Would you do that? Amen. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Hallelujah. 
Lord, we just love you today. Thank you, Lord God, for teaching us. Lord, you said you'd teach us how to pray. And Lord, this morning we've learned uh, more of what it means to pray. The prayer that you taught us to pray, but to pray it, to find power every day, to find daily power in this prayer that you taught us to pray. And I just pray this right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. That you'd let us be even in a greater way, men and women of prayer, people of prayer. And we just pray this right now in the name of Jesus. If you're here this morning and you say, and you're watching online, you say, I just need Jesus, just pray this prayer with me right now. And church family, if you'll join us, but if you say, I need Jesus to be my Savior and my Lord, you're only one prayer away from salvation. Pray this prayer with me right now. Lord Jesus, I thank you that you love me. And right now, I invite you into my heart to be my Savior and my Lord. Forgive me of all of my sin and give me a new life today. With my mouth... I now confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. So, Lord Jesus, I believe on you now, and I receive you as my Savior and my Lord. And I pray in your holy name, in the name of Jesus. And all of God's people said amen. Amen. Give the Lord a great hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. And welcome to the family of God. Hallelujah. Now, here's how you can do this um, today. Um, you, you can walk around the block, um, and, and this prayer will grow on you. But just start out with this prayer as we demonstrated it today and outlined it today. Begin to walk and pray it, and it will become a part of your life. And uh, I just bless you this morning, and, and God's going to help you. You're going to be stronger because you're going to be a person of, of, of prayer in the name of Jesus. You already are, but he's going to take you up to He's going he's to upgrade you, all right? It's going to be version 2.0, version 3.0, and all. God will just keep on growing you in your strength in this prayer. Hallelujah. Father in heaven, I just speak a blessing right now for your dear people. Lord, we're all in this family together, Lord. It's such a privilege to be able to worship you today in spirit and in truth. And God, I just pray right now that you'll bless each person in this place in a special way. On campus and online, God, pour out your spirit on, on everyone. And we just pray this right now in the mighty name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, just be blessed in the name of the Lord. And everyone that receives that, say aloud, amen. Amen. Have a great day. God bless you. Thank you for joining us once again for this week's sermon podcast. We pray God's blessing on you as you face your day and week ahead. For more videos, messages, and other content, make sure you follow, like, and subscribe to all of our social media accounts on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at GoHarvestEG. And be sure to check out our website at GoHarvest.org for the latest information on events and services. Until next time, stay encouraged and don't miss the opportunity to be a blessing to the world around you. God bless.